They say it's in your blood, a game that can't be won, only played. A love affair, it satisfies the soul and frustrates the intellect. The greatest game ever played, golf. It's real. And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Talking golf with you for more than two decades. And now, here's Brian and Bob. Thank you very much and welcome into this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor, always pleased to be next to my good pal Bob Casper. 25 years of golf for the two of us here on Real Golf Radio. Thank you for taking us along. At Real Golf is where you can find us on X and Real Golf Radio on various social media sites and download Real Golf Radio where your favorite podcasts are found. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on SiriusXM. We're on our flagship station, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah, which has been hammered with, uh, gosh, what did I see? Uh, Alta got about 10 feet of snow or something like that mm. in the last uh, you know week. So there's been a lot of snow, not a lot of golf being played up here in northern Utah, but down at Black Desert Resort, which will host a PGA Tour event beginning this fall in the FedEx Cup fall had a beautiful day on monday absolutely gorgeous weather began with a little hoodie then uh, dropped down to some short sleeve shirts and uh, had a great time uh, golf course is spectacular and uh just a, it's just a reminder that it's a, what, what a treat to be able to go just a few hours south and enjoy a little bit of sunshine and green grass down there so yeah it's fun it's a good time yeah it's a good time uh you know what else is a good time is also palm springs uh, mm. first event of the west coast swing in off the rock, as the caddy calls it, and playing there in La Quinta, California, um, playing those three courses, and, you know, the guys are playing some really, really good golf. But it's fun to get back to the West Coast and uh, and start this stretch of phenomenal golf courses and phenomenal events on the PGA Tour. We're going to talk a little bit about the West Coast Swing and how and why we feel like it's the best swing in golf. Also, we're going to talk equipment. Next week's PGA Merchandise Show, there's been a lot of uh, releases product-wise from the manufacturers. Jason Finley, Callaway Golf, will join us to talk about the new golf ball release, Chrome Tour and Chrome Tour X which is uh, coming out in just a couple of weeks. It'll be in retail for you. So find out what this is all about from Jason Finley, Callaway Golf, the new Chrome Tour, Chrome Tour X. That's uh, coming up later this hour. Caddy will join us on the back nine, hour number two. An extended discussion about the West Coast Swing. Some great stories, as the caddy always tends to do. Plus, the ladies are playing this week. They're kicking off their 24 schedule. We'll get into some of the storylines around their season as we continue here on this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. Back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort. Again, go to Black Desert Championships for all the details on the upcoming PGA Tour event, tickets, volunteer information, packages, and more. Black Desert Championships. Go to blackdesertresort.com for all the details about real estate, playing the golf course, the Tom Weiskopf championship design, and more. By the way, did you see it was rated number two best new course by Golf Digest, uh, which is pretty mm. unbelievable. Uh, check it out at blackdesertresort.com. Re- really a spectacular place there in uh, southern Utah. Highly recommend you put that on your list to play. All right, let's talk about what's going on this week. Again, Bob, the... Uh, 
Hawaii swing, if you call it that, wrapped up last week. Congrats to Grayson Murray on a big win. Um, How about the Hawaii two-step? Is that what you want to call it? Yeah, Hawaii two-step. Well, that's the Texas two-step. It's going to have to be something better than like the, you know, the Hawaii luau or something like that. You got to come up with okay. some sort of okay. island thing. The two-step, you don't yeah. two-step in Hawaii. You, uh, you uh, luau, you uh, do the... I don't know. Maybe you do. They like country over there. Okay, all right. I've never seen a lot of never seen a lot of country dancing going on over there. Seen a lot of hula dancing. But have you ever been to Hawaii, Brian? Uh, no, but I've seen I've seen it on TV. Okay, there you go. There you go. But have you seen? You've been to Hawaii. But I have stayed seen... in a Holiday Inn last night. Ah, <laughs> oh, there uh. it is. But yeah, Grayson Murray with the dub last week. Uh, we'll talk to the caddy coming yeah. up. And we're now in the West Coast Swing. It's my favorite part of the year. In the 25 years we've been doing the show, I always look forward to this event. Again, I'm a sucker for the history, the stars, putting their names on these events over the years. This was the Bob Hope. That's what we think about it. Yep. Now, it's kind of, yep. it's, it's pretty much been erased in a lot of ways, right? Nobody calls it the Bob Hope. Nobody even calls it the old Pope or anything like that. It's it's now just the American Express. And I'm okay with that. Happy that Amex has stepped up. They're sponsoring the event. It's 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 a great event. But man, the Bob Hope and before the farmers, that was the what, the Andy Williams? Andy Williams. Yeah. And then Pebble yeah, Beach then, was, then of course, the Crosby Clam Bake. Bing Crosby. Yeah. Phoenix Open was always the Phoenix Open. And the Genesis was the Glenn Campbell LA Open. There you go. Oh yeah. Glenn Campbell, LA Open. That's correct. Yeah. Justin Timberlake tried. He put his name on the Vegas event for a while. And Vegas event, yep. Yeah, which was cool, right? Uh, so, But none of the mm-hmm. – it, it hasn't really taken off. It's Bottom line is is what we've been talking about for the last several years, and it's it's the money thing. You just can't yeah. afford to put a name on it. You have to put a sponsor's name on it because you need the money to go along with it. So. Hey, Correct. we're going to get into more on the, uh, the PGA Tour schedule, but here's the West Coast swing. Here's what is on tap. So Palm Springs, the Coachella Valley, offering basically indoor golf outdoors. It's 70 and perfect there. Not a, hardly a breath of wind. These guys are chewing it up. And it's it's just a cool place to go play golf, right? So you got the Amex, and then it's the farmers at Torrey Pines. Yeah, north and south course. Right along the ocean, on those cliffs yep. overlooking Black's Beach. I know you've spent a lot of time there as a kid. Pacific and, Ocean. <laughs> yep. And then, and then you go. I've spent a lot of time there, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, Pebble Beach. I mean, we're talking. And by yep. the way, this isn't an adjusted. They're calling it a reimagined event this year. It's just the mm-hmm. two golf courses, Pebble and Spy. I don't mean just. Look, it's Pebble Beach. And it's Spyglass, right? How good are those two golf yes. courses? But the third course, which in the past has included Cypress, um, and then that was over uh, Poppy. replaced. Poppy was in there and then replaced by Monterey Peninsula Country Club. Yep. So it's just the two. Again, that's a designated event, $20 million purse. As uh, Sorry, signature we're calling them. That's a signature event. Yes. So it'll be a limited field, and so they only need the two golf courses. But those are two Correct. really good ones. About 80 players or so will be playing that first week of February there at Pebble Beach. And then the Phoenix Open, TPC Scottsdale, which is always an exciting course. And then Riviera, Tigers event. Another that is signature correct. event. Yep. So on the West Coast, you've got Riviera, at, which is the last event of of the West Coast, which is a designated or a signature event. AT&T Pebble Beach, which was, is a signature 
event, and uh, and then we go on to Florida. So you start comparing the two swings, Florida swing, PGA National, Bay Hill, TPC Sawgrass, and Innisbrook. Good golf courses, right? I mean, Bay Hill's got the history mm-hmm. that we're talking about. The Har- you know Arnold Palmer's name on that thing, so that ranks right up there with what I'm what I love about the West Coast, right? And the old celebrity names on there. But Arnold Palmer, not only a celebrity, but one of the greats, all time greats in the game of golf. So I love that right. about it. TPC Sawgrass is obviously the Players Championship, which is essentially a major, and uh, then you got PJ National and Innisbrook, which are two two good golf courses. I would love to, the persp- so, the perspective from the from the Florida folks, but for me, maybe as a more biased West Coaster, as great as those courses are, they don't hold the same water as the West Coast golf courses to me. Well, yeah, and the Florida Swing basically is only four events, where you've got six on the PGA Tour or six on the on the the West Coast Swing of the PGA Tour. But my question is, do we have any? kind of crazy names for the West coast, like the bear trap or the snake pit. Mm. No, they got us on the nicknames, don't they? Yeah, they do. They got us on the nicknames, but it doesn't matter on the nicknames. <laughs> well, they nicknamed some of the golf where courses. you're playing golf. That's right. That's right. They do have that. Yep. The bear trap and the snake pit. Bum, yep. bum, bum. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited, but I'm excited. We're just starting the West Coast Swing now, and it's uh, it's going to be some great golf for the next four or five weeks. All right, let's talk a little bit about that schedule, Bob, when you start looking at, uh, okay. you know, not only the West Coast and, and, and what's happening, but here, here's what's interesting. You start looking at where the signature events fall. And, and mm-hmm. this is, you know, this has been covered, but, you know, we started off with Century. It's a $20 million purse. That's a signature event. Right. And then the right. next one is AT&T. That's a $20 million purse. And then the Correct. Genesis, a $20 million purse. So by the, by the middle of February, you've hit three signature events. That's pretty impressive. By the way, John Rahm, yeah. the defending would have, would have been the defending champ at the Genesis. Uh, Justin Rose is the defending champ at AT&T and Rom would have been the defending champ at Century. So uh, you start yes, looking at, at his name that is not going to be there. Phoenix, by the way, Scotty Scheffler is defending there at Phoenix if he chooses. And that to play was a out. signature event last year. So then you got Mexico. You got Mexico that just kind of like pops in there, right? And mm-hmm. it's, I would call it like a halftime entertainment. And then before you, between West Coast and Florida swing. <laughs> Okay. And Tony Fino is the defending champ. It's an $8.1 million purse. Does Tony go back there? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. He likes it. I think he goes back. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to go back there because he's a defending champion. So no doubt he'll go back. So he'll you got play the, six weeks in a row. So you got those two weeks, uh, PGA national, which used to be the Honda yep. now is the cognizant classic in the Palm beaches. And between those two, that's $17.1 million in purses. And then you go to Bay mm-hmm. Hill, and it's another $20 million purse, which, by the way, if you don't get into that, you can go play the Puerto Rico Open for a $4 million purse. Let me just, let me just lay this out for you. 3.6 for the winner of, the, of, of Bay Hill or 684,000 for the winner of Puerto Rico. The and haves and have-nots. not all about the money. 
It's not all about the money, though, okay. because signature events this year on the PGA Tour are worth 700 points, FedEx Cup points, where the difference between Arnold Palmer and Invitational and Puerto Rico is 400 points for a win. You only get 300 points, FedEx Cup points in Puerto Rico. Yeah, so it's a little more than double. Yeah. Right? Yep. Well, yep. guess what? The winner's check is a lot more than double. Yes, it is. <laughs> so it is It is about the money. The players is a $25 million purse. And then you've got Valspar, Houston, um, and then the Texas Open, and then the Masters, right? And here's the interesting thing is yep. coming off of the Masters, you'll write to Heritage, which is a signature event. So you go major and then a $20 million purse, which, by the way, if you don't get into Heritage, you can go over and play at Punta Cana for a $4 million purse. That's your that's your yes, parting gift, right? That's correct. And then yep. if we if we scroll down, you've got Wells Fargo the week before the PGA Championship as a signature event in a $20 million purse, followed by a major championship. That is correct. And then what's interesting is you go to the U.S. Open at Pinehurst. The following week, it's TPC River Highlands, the Travelers Championship, another signature event, $20 million. And the week before Week before that is Memorial and a $20 million purse. Oh, you're right. It's sandwiched in there. Yes. Ooh, my goodness. So we go $20 million. The purse hasn't been announced yet for the U.S. Open, and then another $20 million in the Travelers. But it'll be in that $20 million range. So Yeah, it'll be close. Yeah. I'll tell you what. It's good if you can get it. It is good if you can get it. All right. Hey, we got to take a break. No when doubt. we come back, we're going to do a little tech talk. Our good friend Jason Finley, Callaway Golf, introducing the newest lineup in Callaway Golf Balls next right here on Real Golf Radio. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, listening to Real Golf Radio, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, and excited to welcome in our next guest. We've had him on the show many times. He's the Global Director of Brand Management for Golf Balls at Callaway Golf. Jason Finley joining us. And by the way, before we came on the air, I asked him how long he's been doing this. He said 27 years. That is unbelievable. Give it up, Jason Finley. Hey, how are you, Jason? <laughs> I'm great. How are you guys? Man, that is a, quite an accomplishment. Congratulations for reals, man. That is so cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great place and kind of being a golfer at heart. There's, you know, it's, it's a hard job, but it's it's fun to get to talk about stuff that you're passionate about every day. That That's is important. Cool. I mean, I honestly have, have throughout my life and as I've done various things, I don't do radio full time, but, you know, as I've I have in the past and. You know, the thing that that, I, that I've told my kids, you have to be passionate. If you don't if you don't have any passion for what you do, it makes it really difficult to just punch the time clock every single day. So uh, that's some great advice. Uh, and, and yet you also said you're a golfer. And the one thing I was always told is if you love golf, don't go into the golf business because you never get a chance to play it. So you must have found time to at least to enjoy the passion of that side of it as well. Well, I can be passionate about it and not do it a lot. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it is a running joke that you get in the golf business and you don't play golf anymore. But uh, I'm lucky enough to, to get to find some time here and there. It's not as much as I would like. Um, but I'm easing my way back into it as my kids have grown up a little bit and I'm not chasing them to soccer games every weekend anymore. So mm, Not the truth. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, cool. Well, listen, uh, congratulations on this new tour, uh, this new Chrome Tour golf ball. 
And, you know, talking about a new gold standard, this this feels to me, and, and we've had conversations about golf balls for, a, you know, over a decade, I, I think, maybe even longer. And there's <laughs> always something, right? There's always this. There's always a little more spin here, a little less spin here, a little more aerodynamic here. This one feels different to me. And this is our first conversation, so my first exposure to the new product. But this feels like it's a major change for you guys in golf balls. It is. And, you know, in, internally I've been kind of, you know, describing it as a moment in time for us where kind of we, we made, you know, we've been, we've been having a lot of momentum in the category. We've made some great strides. We've had some great products along the way. Um, you know, we have a couple products in Chrome soft, super soft, uh, that have been very good, but this is kind of, you know, a wholesale shift for us where entirely new product line, uh, new name on a couple of the models, new look, um, you know, kind of looked at every, you know, one of the internal rallying cries we've worked with is kind of every detail matters because we've looked at every single piece of the golf ball, um, all the way down to the font size and color of the player number, just as an example, right. Of kind of the detail that we're getting into. So the, the golf ball has obviously new technologies across the board, but it also, you know, will have a uh, new player number, size, font, you know, color, as I described new size to the, to the side stamp. So it's more legible, more readable, um, new paint color on the golf ball itself. Um, so it, it's something we're very proud of obviously, and, and really wanted to signify to the, to the golfer or the consumer that something has changed, right? So this is an entirely new, uh, offering from us here at Callaway. So tell us a little bit about the evolution of what you guys do to design a golf ball. Um, are you guys out like, five years or are you guys doing it on a little bit quicker process? Those types of things. Yeah, it's a little bit of both, right? So we're, we're always working, you know, well in advance on things like new materials, new technologies, new construction techniques, you know, new processes, whatever it may be. And then finding ways for those new technologies to, to really fit into what we're trying to accomplish with a specific product, right? So it's really a combination of what is, what is the golfer, what does the player need, and combining that with the, the, the technology. So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of nuanced work that goes on in between there, whether it be with, you know, regular everyday golfers like ourselves or tour players, um, and really balancing that out with the, the new technologies and then what we're actually able to do and make from a capability standpoint uh, with what we've done and all the improvements we've done at our plant in Chicopee, Massachusetts. Jason Finley, Callaway Golf, joining us right here, talking about the new golf ball release, Chrome Tour, Chrome Tour X. So let's get right to it then. Uh, Chrome Tour, it's not Chrome Soft X, Chrome Soft X LS. Mm -hmm. there's, there's none of that. So tell us what is Chrome Tour and how is this different than what we've been used to seeing? Yeah, so we have a, an entirely new family of, of Chrome uh, golf balls. So um, starting with, I'll, I'll start with the, the top, as you mentioned, the Chrome Tour, right? So entirely new product for us. Um, this is going to fit, you know, the, the, the mid-level to better player, better player. You know, it's going to have tour play across the board and, and really uh, was, um, I would say, inspired by two key things. One is, as we looked at the marketplace and, um, really evaluated kind of the competitive landscape and where our products fit around them. Um, we identified kind of an area that, you know, we could get to with our products, but 
really, you know, looking at, at where our product sat and, and what did well, uh, we really have a product now that, that sits right in that sweet spot that we believe the market is uh, and outperforms uh, some of the market leaders in that space. So um, we think that's a, that's a good space, space for us. So it's going to be, um, you know, the Chrome Tour will fit from a feel perspective uh, between the Chrome Soft and the Chrome Tour X. Um, but it's going to do it with a slightly lower uh, spin profile on full shots um, and be at incredible ball speeds and incredible spin and control around the greens as well. So and then what, we have the what Chrome Tour X. Sorry, I was going to ask what, you, what type of players are you fitting into that as far as the tour players are concerned? Yeah, so, um, you know, we were only a, a week into this being in play on tour, but we had half of our usage uh, in this golf ball. So um, what we're finding with this this ball is players that like a slightly softer feel um, and also the player that um, maybe wants a little bit more help from their golf ball to, you know, either hit a lower trajectory or to have a little lower spin on the full shot. So the, the best example I always use between the Tour and the Tour X is, is Xander and John Rahm. So both those players are extremely high spin players, um, but they're trying to accomplish different things with a golf ball. So Xander wants to go around the golf course hitting full shots. So he wants a golf ball like Chrome Tour because it's a lower spinning on full shots, where Rahm is a high spin player that wants to be the one in control when he wants to take spin off of it. So he'll hit more of a three quarter shot more often, uh, to take spin off of a shot. So, um, he would play the, the X as an example. Mm, that's really good. Okay. So the X is going to feel a little more firm and it's have a little, little firmer, a little more and then spin, it'll be higher, a little more spin kind of throughout the bag. So okay. it'll be our highest spinning ball, but also our fastest ball at the same time. So, uh, with a slightly firmer feel. So, um, both those balls are, are incredible. And then in the, in the Chrome soft where, you know, we have a really a, a completely differentiated product from anything else on the marketplace, really building on the foundation of what people love about that. Um, I would say this is gamed, you know, geared a little bit more towards what I would call that aspirational better player. And, you know, that's for the, the type of player that may need a little more help with their game, but they want a lot of those same qualities as a tour level golf ball. So, spin and control around the green, that soft urethane cover, uh, all those things. But this golf ball is actually going to be a little bit longer in this case because of the trajectory that we're providing. So it actually has a highest, the highest trajectory of the bunch, even though it has the lowest spin. Mm, gotcha. so, so tell us the trajectory on those. Uh, uh, you said the highest is Chrome Soft. What about the Chrome Tour and the Chrome X? Chrome Tour X. So they're, they're going to be pretty comparable from a, an overall apex perspective, but they're going to get their different ways primarily as a result of spin. So Chrome Tour X is our highest spinning ball, but the aerodynamics are really designed for that penetrating kind of uh, flat, boring ball flight, even with a higher spin. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because it feels yep. like when I'm looking at – now, in the past, I've, I've really enjoyed last year playing the Chrome Soft XLS. I liked the, the firmer feel – uh, from the golf ball, but I, I, I liked that it spun less into the greens. One, I'm a spinny. I'm a, I'm a spinny guy. I probably too much hands uh, that, but that's mm -hmm. where I'm at at my age. Anyway, I, uh, yep. one of the most distressing things for me is ha watching a shot that I play in there really nicely to the flag only to see it spin back, you know, 30 feet, you know, that, that I, I hate that. And so, um, <laughs> one of the things that, 
quite frankly, that I've seen when I've played other golf balls is that happens all the time. The XLS gave me a nice little hop and stop. And so for me, that was great. Now I will give you a caveat, um, being down at Black Desert and playing a bunch of that on a brand new golf course when the greens are still super firm. I also found that that hop and stop oftentimes hopped and went and kept going on those rock hard <laughs> greens. And so I could switch it up to a little spinnier ball that would give me that hop and stop on those kind of greens. So it was the kind of looking at that, it, that, that's where I started to think that you really have to, you know, fit your golf ball to what you're playing, you know, in, in those scenarios. Um, so given that context where I've uh, kind of like that shot, I'll also throw this in here and I know I'm not the most high maintenance, but I'm probably a little bit when I'm around the greens, I do need sometimes a little delicate shot to kind of give me a little grab, even if I'm hitting a tough shot out of a little bit of rough, uh, you know, going on a, a slick green. So, <laughs> Tell me with all of that that I described coming off that XLS, what am I going to be wanting to look at here? Yeah, that's a great question. And then I get this a lot because obviously we had a fair amount of people playing that, that XLS golf ball, myself included as well. So, uh, and uh, the Chrome tour would be the absolute great place where you can start. So um, it's going to have a, a very similar spin profile, I would say kind of through the bag as the LS it's going to actually have a little more spin around the green. So mm. kind of, as you described, that's so important to you. Um, and then it's going to have, uh, it's got a softer cover. So that's going to give it a little bit more of that grab. That's where really a lot of that, that extra spin around the green is coming from. So um, myself being someone that played XLS before uh, I've been playing the Chrome tour and, and it's been great because I actually um, like that slightly softer feel as well. Um, so it's been a, it's been a home run product for me. So oh, being the guy that kind of works on them, I, I may help frame some of that too. <laughs> and, and, and while we've got this, this golf ball discussion, you know, with the distance and the changes to, to the rules that are coming from the USGA and all of that, when it says a four piece, now the USGA is saying that most of us won't even be able to notice a difference because we don't have the swing speeds that they're using to test this. Is that where the the pieces come in where you have a four piece? Because what's what I found interesting is I didn't realize maybe, or I had forgotten that the softer cover is what gives you the, the spin on your touch shots around the greens. But how, where do those uh, kind of four piece element, how do they play into how it controls spin on the various shots and such? Yeah. I mean, the, the pieces aren't going to necessarily dictate, you know, that a ball is better, worse, firmer, f softer, any, any of those things. All the pieces are going to do is give you additional tools, right. To, to kind of develop a golf ball as you, as you want it to do. Mm. So, um, they're, they're just additional levers that you can pull, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Mm. Um, but, but all those things work in concert. So, you know, for example, we have a softer cover on the, the X than we did in the past, but the overall compression of the golf ball is the same. So, you know, what that really is saying is that between the mantles and the core they're they've actually gotten a little firmer. Um, but then that's offset by the softer cover. So they're all working together in concert to develop the performance levers that we're, we're looking to achieve. And then you, you know, you combine that with the aerodynamics on each of the balls that are individually designed to really give you the, the total package that you're looking for in each of the balls. You see what I did there, cool. Bob? I made him go into that. engineering mode, and he started telling us stuff that we didn't need to know. That's why he seemed a little <laughs> impatient in that answer. He's like, Brian, no, you don't I, need to know all I this stuff. I thought that was awesome. It is that awesome. Was a great answer. <laughs> it is awesome. But he's saying, you don't need to, you're asking questions you don't need to know. You need That's to know right. what it's going to do when you hit it with a wedge and what it's going to do when you hit it with a driver. That's what you Let need to know. Let us pull the levers. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Jason's back behind the curtain 27 years later, you know, with the little lever 
lovers going back and forth going, watch this, watch this. That's pretty cool. I like no, it. And, 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 but, but it is true, right? I mean, and I don't, I don't want to discredit the, the technology that goes into it, but yeah. at the same time, you know, it, it's really about a, a process of, of optimizing performance across the board. And yeah. that, that comes to life with, you know, what you hear and see from tour players and, you know, that's all very different. And, and even players, you know, you mentioned, you know, the golf ball and, and thinking about the golf course that you play. That's absolutely true. And one of the hardest things in, in golf ball, which is frankly a little bit different than, than drivers, I tell people all the time, you know, I can walk into our hitting bay here that we have in the office and within probably five minutes, I can have myself dialed into a driver in no time whatsoever. Um, but with a golf ball, you can't really do that because a, you're right. You're going to get numbers, but each golf ball is uniquely designed to fly a specific way. And it's to work with the, the launch conditions of that golf ball. So, you know, I could go hit two golf balls in a launch monitor that have the exact same launch conditions and then go play on the golf course as you described and get entirely different results mm. purely as a result of how that ball flies. So, the most important thing you can do with a golf ball is get it out on the golf course and figure it out how it plays for you. And that could be finding the areas in which your game is the best and wanting to make sure that you're maximizing those or finding the areas that you're weaker and finding a ball that helps you get better in those specific areas. All right. I like that. That's really yep. good. Hey, I want to throw out a little kudos, by the way. I have been an observer of the somewhat or seeming feud between my golf spy and Callaway over the years. And I spent <laughs> the time to read Tony's dissertation that he wrote about the new golf balls. And it was in-depth, in-detail, and uh, quite favorable. So I'm not sure I, I thought that would have ever occurred, but uh, congratulations <laughs> on uh, on winning uh, a guy over that seemed to be uh, spending his his time wanting to discredit everything Callaway did. So uh, that's saying something, and if people are following along, they might know what that's all about. Yeah, thank you very much for that. We've, uh, we've obviously worked hard to, you know, improve the perception of our brand across the board, um, not just with one individual outlet, obviously, but, but with everybody, but, um, you know, and, and I think you saw it a little bit in, in his piece, but, you know, really where, where we, I think won him over the most is really just showcasing the, the performance, right? Like it's one thing to, I could go through what all those levers are with you. Right. But at the end of the day, what matters is, is people seeing that, that performance, right? We have sure. a thing around here of show me, don't tell me. Right. So, um, really seeing that performance is, is what matters. And, uh, I think, I think we've done a good job of that. It's got to work bottom line, right? It's got to work. I, I've said that over and over. You've got to have a product that works and performs, and then you've got to have a compelling story to tell around it. That's all part of it. We look, you can say it's a story, this and that we all want a story. We all want Mm -hmm. to have something around why we do what we do. It's why golf is so lovable, if you will, because there are stories and there's history. And when you go play a golf course, you're not just playing a golf course. You're part of a story that's been going on since that golf course was built or maybe even before it was built in the land for which it it was once was. So a story is important. It's not just a sales pitch. It's a story, but the product has to work. And that's what I've appreciated in all the years that we've worked with Callaway Golf is that the 
stories have been, yes, compelling, but to me, the performance has, has backed it up. And so, uh, and that's not a sales pitch. That's not a marketing pitch. That's my experience. So <clears throat> it's, uh, I, again, no, I think it's awesome exactly that people right. are seeing it. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, we're, you know, all of us that are, that are golfers and if you're spending the time to listen to, to your show, I'm sure you are right. And at the end of the day, the, the goal for all of us is, whether it's to lower our handicap or to shoot our best score or even just take a nickel off your buddies, right? It's to get better and improve. And, um, you know, what we strive to do every single day is provide the products to help do that, right? Um, none of us want to keep playing if we're getting worse, right? We all want to get better. We all want to see some improvement in our games, and, and that can mean many different things to a lot of different people. But that's what we kind of strive to do every single day. Amen. And by the way, I wish it was only a nickel, Jason. Sometimes I wish it was only a nickel. <laughs> so when I lose, I wish, I wish it was only a nickel. That, exactly. <laughs> it goes uh, both I ways. I wish for it to be more than a nickel. And a nickel can mean different things to different people. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Jace, thanks for taking some time with us, man. I'm excited to try the new product. When is it available in stores? Yeah, it'll be in stores on February 2nd. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, check out more at CallawayGolf.com. Uh, look at the golf balls. Again, uh, the packaging looks fantastic from what I've seen, um, and I'm excited to get out and, uh, and give them a whirl as well. So, Jason, thanks for your time. Again, congratulations. 27 years, man. That's a, that's a huge accomplishment, and I'm excited to see how this year plays out for you. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Look forward to talking to you soon. You got it. Jason Finley joining right. us, Global Director, Brand Management Golf Balls for Callaway Golf and the new Chrome Tour and Chrome Tour X Golf Balls. Check them out, callawaygolf.com, in stores February 2nd. Stay tuned. More Real Golf Radio coming up next. Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Hey, thanks again to Jason Finley, Callaway Golf, for joining us there. Hope you enjoyed that. Great insights there on the new Chrome Tour and Chrome Tour X from Callaway. And then just some general stuff. You know, he's talking about pulling those levers and, you know, behind the scenes and all the different stuff that they can do between the the, sure. the, the core, the mantle, the cover, all those kind of things. I think it's fascinating. And, you know, like I mentioned in talking with him, when you're trying to fit the golf ball, you know, seeing how the ball reacts into the greens, seeing how it reacts off the driver. And, and what I've come to at least for me, maybe I'm, I'm sure there's some minute numbers in here that you could play around with. It feels, Bob, that all of the major brand tour-level golf balls are pretty much the same off the tee. It feels like They're that. very similar. Yeah, yeah very, very, very similar. That's yep. probably the better thing. It's very similar. They're probably not exactly the same, but they're probably similar. But it's now, what are we doing on the next shot? You know, how high is it getting? How spinny is it getting? And then once it hits that green surface, what is it doing? So let me ask you, I, I've, I've talked a lot about this, but what do you like in the golf ball? What, what Growing up, you played baladas back in the day and all that kind of thing. What was yeah. your preferred, what did you want the ball to do when you hit it into the green? I want the ball, I want the ball to spin a little bit more. Um, so that's just me. I want the ball to spin around the greens on shots so that, so that if I grip it, if I grip it pretty good with shots around the green or shots out of the out of bunkers that kind of thing that the ball has has some stop to it and not necessarily release to it um you know one of the things that we've always talked about with guys that we've talked about with with golf balls like jason and um dean snell exactly you want to take it from the green going backwards you want to you want the, the golf ball you want a golf ball that's going to benefit you around the green, then your shots into the green, and then the last you really want to 
worry about is your drives. Yeah. But do you, do you feel like, and you're you know, you're a really guys, good you're a really good player. Do you feel like you want to take spin off, or do you want to be the one to put spin on, or do you want your golf ball at full spin and you're taking it off, or do you want it to to, to be able to spin it more when you swing it a certain way? Because I think that's an I interesting. Think it, I like it at full spin and want to be able to take some off. Okay. And what's how do you take it off? What's your what's your thought when you're wanting to three remove quarter it? swing, three quarter swing. That's it. So it's just speed. You just, it's it's still the same amount of acceleration. It's just a shorter swing. Hmm. So you inevitably shorter in swing, that you take a little more club, which is taking some RPMs off the ball. You okay. bet. So you're taking a little more club when in that scenario. Yes, that's correct. So you're in a more si- club. Three quarter swing allows the ball not to check as much once it hits the green. A little hop and stop action. Yeah, a little hop and stop or hop and release. Okay. As opposed to pulling the string. If you, yeah, pulling the string is a, is a full swing with a golf ball that, that is a little spinny that when it hits the green, it's going to stop quickly. And you've got the ideal green conditions for it too, right? Yes. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. And I, I mentioned that in the, in the last, I just, I just, I really hate it when you feel like you got the, sh- the ball to the hole and then you watch it zip back 30 feet. And now you're in a two putt par situation instead. What feels like, should have been a pretty makeable birdie look, right? Yeah. Uh, having said that, to your point, when you're around the green bunkers, chip shots, maybe in the rough, and you're playing some pretty firm, fast greens, you really yeah. want that ball to grab as much as possible because otherwise, if you miss, now you find yourself looking at a situation of how do I get it up and down? How do I get this thing yeah. close from where I just did? And a lot of times, especially if you're dialed in, you're going to be short-sighted. And so you really need some a little extra from that golf ball to be able to grab and control on those tough short shots. And, and that's where I would say my, my XLS that I've been playing my Chrome soft XLS uh-huh, low spin. Yeah. Because of the low spin, it doesn't quite have that same grab on those short little delicate shots around the greens. Right. But I, but that's okay with me because I would rather have it that than have all my approach shots zipping back like sometimes i would see with the pro v1 or pro v1 x so and and it also it also matters like if you're playing firm greens you want the ball to spin and you want the ball to check if you're playing soft greens that are moist and have a lot of slope in them that's when you're going to get pull the string on it okay so it's almost like in that case then um my preference is a little bit more club three-quarter swing, take the spin off of it. I, I want to be able to add the spin or take the spin off of it as a golfer. Okay, let me take you real quickly. We only got about a minute left in this segment. You're around the green. You're short of the green. You've got some green to work with, so you're going to hit a shot that goes ahead and, and you you know, almost like a putt, but you're using a wedge because you're far enough off the green. Do you like to send it in there hot with that little grab, skid, sexy move and then have it just, you know, barely trickle the hole? Looks like it's going to go skidding past the hole, but it just grabs and, and ends up right there. Or do you just let, land it a little short and let it release like a putt rolling out to the hole? If I'm hitting a full shot with a wedge, then I'm going to hit it in there. I'm going to drive it in there and and spin it and want it to want it to stop up. If I'm chipping around the greens, I want the ball rolling like a putt anytime I can. I don't want it stopping and grabbing because that's not going to go in the hole. The hole the ball that's going to go in the hole is the one that is rolling like a putt. All right. 
my my preference. What do you typically chip with around the green? What club? Just depends. Depends mm-hmm. on what on what what it is. For for if you've got a long rollout, what do you what are you chipping with? You do you go all the way down to I pitching could, wedge, I, nine iron, eight iron? You ever chip with I those? I could go down to nine iron, eight iron, seven iron, six iron. Really? Oh. Yeah. I think that's a mistake I make too often is I chip too much with my lob wedge, especially if it's uphill with a long roll. Then you got to carry it too far. That's right. Yep. Now it requires more out of it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Yep. There you yep. go. All right. Uh, golf ball discussion. Thanks to Jason Finley. Good stuff there from Bob Casper. Stay tuned. We'll wrap up our number one next. You're listening to real golf radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, the LPGA Tour kicking off their 2024 season this week. It is the Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions. They're playing at Lake Nona and a familiar name at the top of the leaderboard through two rounds. Lydia Ko, 69-67. She's at eight under par, tied for the lead with, uh, I think it's Ayaka Faru. Is that how you say that, right? She shot 65 I think that's 71. probably correct. Yeah. Yep, 65-71, eight under par. Also, uh, Gemma Dryberg and uh, Gabby Lopez are at six under par. Then you've got Brooke Henderson, Alex Pano. Alexa at, Pano? Uh, five, yeah, Alexa Pano, sorry, um, at five under par. Charlie Hull, Nelly Cordova, Nasahata Oka. And uh, Cheyenne Knight, Rosang, and Ali Ewing all rounding out the top 10 at seven under par. That's a good one, right? Not too far below. You got Allison Corpus, Lillian Vu. Well, top 10, four under par. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you got there, there you got some nice um, Megan Kane. You got Jennifer Cupcho. You got a lot of good players that are chasing right there. Again, yep. this is that first event. Then it's about a month off before they continue their schedule. So nice to see them out there playing along the celebrities as well, which is kind of fun to see, uh, you know, uh, celebrities from all walks of life that are out there. By the Did way, you see Annika's a celebrity. Yeah, she's the celebrity, and she's tied for the lead <laughs> with Jeremy Roenick. So yeah, that's pretty good stuff. Stay tuned. The back nine, hour number two is coming up next. <laughs> 